G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Uh, Roz Phillips from Family Voice Australia who's joining us and we're going to be talking through some issues to do with the bullying in schools Uh, but Roz is joining us. Hello Roz, welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much Neil, good to be with you. Uh, Roz, just reflecting a little on the resignation overnight of of Joe Bullock, Senator Joe Bullock in WA and uh, the fact that he's resigned and it's over this issue of same-sex marriage because as a Labor senator needing to campaign uh, for Labor policies and stand for what Labor stands for, uh, this whole issue with Labor denying a conscience vote within... uh, I mean, everyone's denying a conscience vote, but Labor actually enforcing the idea that, uh, that Labor Party members... Uh, need to focus on uh, just having the Labor Party line of actually supporting the same-sex marriage push. Uh, how do you feel about that sort of thing when you when you hear of that news overnight? Well, I must say, Neil, I was devastated by the news because I have a very, very high regard for Senator Joe Bullock and I thought that he was a shining light in the Labor Party. Uh, I can understand how he must feel because apparently he has been effectively ostracised by members of his party in the parliament and he's finding life very lonely. Because Yes, same-sex marriage was a key issue uh, and he has resigned on that, but there were others too, like the Safe Schools Coalition program in schools, which is effectively um, promoting the homosexual, transgender, modern ideology. And he spoke out against that and that, of course, was set in place by Senator Penny Wong when she was in power, and it's effectively Labor Party policy. So on these crucial issues and uh, his support for the sanctity of life and unborn children is another, um, I think he's finally come to the decision that uh, the party he once loved and supported so strongly for 40 years is no longer the same party. He's taken an honourable position to resign rather than simply become an independent. Uh, I, I wish he hadn't, but I can understand his integrity, which has led to that decision. There are going to be mixed feelings, aren't there, about that? And look, we'll open our talkback lines and listeners might have a comment to make. 1-800-316-316 if you do have a comment. Uh, we'll be talking to Roz Phillips for uh, the next short while and we'll we'll tackle uh, this particular topic. But the mixed feelings are, yes, a stance for integrity uh, that leads to a resignation. Uh, though I'm a little bit like you, Roz, a little bit devastated and uh, might have hoped that... 
uh, Senator Bullock might have uh, stuck it out uh, even in the midst of the fray uh, of the battle that he was in within the Labor Party because uh, because somehow or other uh, the idea of resigning uh, almost is could appear to be like giving up and and I guess we don't want to think of it like that but uh, but that there is that is one angle isn't it? Mm, I think it is, but uh, we don't know all the uh, the whole background situation. And I suspect that the senator has been under huge pressure, which must have been very, very hard to withstand. And at least by taking the stand he has very publicly at this time, he has nailed his colours to the par- to the mast, and he has shown Australians um, the huge attempts to silence anybody who doesn't accept the uh, politically correct view that doesn't matter, you know, what sex you are, you know, marriage really has bec- is close to becoming meaning nothing if uh, this view prevails. So we don't know the whole story, but uh, certainly I will be praying for Joe. There's more to be said and we'll hope that we can follow through with some more commentary when it comes to uh, Senator Joe Bullock. Let's talk, though, a little more, Roz, about some issues to do with the uh, the Safe Schools Coalition because that's all about bullying and it's been so heavily in the news this week and uh, good to see that it has made the, the, the national news headlines uh, and that people are talking about this in a, a way that uh, they're treating it very seriously. Uh, the issue, of course, is that the Safe Schools Coalition program is an anti-bullying program. Uh, now, everybody is now seemingly uh, able to see through what looks like a smokescreen, and it's more like a homosexual recruitment program that's been happening in schools and more than 500 schools around Australia uh, that have already begun to adopt that program. And uh, there are thoughts uh, and uh, things being expressed about that being just the forerunner to uh, the influence of the entire uh, schools curriculum when it comes to these sorts of issues. Ross Phillips, I noted in an article that you wrote recently about bullying that there are some things that tend to get swept under the carpet, some evidences for what those causes of bullying are and who's bullied most in schools. Let's just focus on that for a few moments. If if you've got some, uh, some insights to share with us, uh, what about the main reasons that children are bullied in schools and do you think that that Safe Schools Coalition uh, program is actually addressing those real reasons? Well, it's certainly not, as you would know, Neil. In fact, there was a very, very large survey done in Canada recently. I think it was um, well over 100,000 children uh, and the reasons why they were bullied. What do you suppose was the top reason? Uh, well, uh, you know, if it's... Well, probably your own common sense experience. If you've seen bullying happening in schools, yeah. who are the children in your experience are most likely to be bullied? Well, it's like, you know, if you're too fat, you're too That's thin, you're too right. ugly, you know, you're different skin colour, all of those sorts of things, That's uh, right. the it's obvious. Those who appear to be different from, let's say, the normal or the average. So if you're overweight, if you're underweight, if you're especially tall, if you're especially short... If you've got red hair or freckles, um, if you're cross-eyed, you know, all those appearance things. And that can be very, very hurtful to the victim. Uh, 
often bullies don't need um, a special reason. They'll pick on you because of that or they'll pick on you for something else if you've got learning difficulties or if you're extremely bright, if you always come top of the class. Those kids suffer bullying too. Um, if you come from a different uh, race or ethnic background, if you speak a different language at home, uh, if your family is very rich or very poor, these are all the reasons. And being bullied because of transgender or uh, homosexual attraction doesn't even come in the top seven reasons. So w why are they making a special $8 million program just for those reasons and effectively saying if you're bullied because you're overweight or underweight, oh, you know, that doesn't matter, you, you, you can suffer. This is the message they're sending. And they're talking about um, gay or transgender people wanting to commit suicide. Let me tell you, the research shows that people bullied for other reasons commit suicide too. It's a tragedy. But we shouldn't say just because one group has, you know, suffers greatly that the others don't. And that's why I cannot understand uh, why this program is being pushed on schools. I notice, Roz, there is a softly, softly approach, and I think necessarily so, because uh, the idea that we wouldn't want to see any child bullied in school uh, is the essence and the foundation. The fact that there are children who are bullied in school because they are going through some uh, sexuality uh, issues uh, right. Some might say that's confusion. Uh, then as Christians, we don't sweep that under the carpet or set that aside, marginalise those ones and say they don't matter. But no. what we've got here is a context, haven't we? Because that's, uh, right. that's not the only reason why children are bullied. There's lots and lots of other reasons. And suicide is uh, is the uh, the upshot of uh, you know the, the possibility for all these different areas of bullying. Exactly. Um, it's really sad and you say it's good that this issue is now out in the media. Some media, and may I give a plug for the Australian newspaper, that has covered the issue very fairly, but some others like uh, the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, the Brisbane Times and even uh, Courier Mail and some of the news.com.au papers have not nearly been so fair. So, uh, yes, it's out in the public arena, but not all newspapers are covering it fairly, I believe. Roz, you've had some thoughts in your article that you have shared about aggression in schools and, yes. and how that uh, takes uh, a foothold, how it grows, uh, and, mm. and you've got a, a few, uh, you know, quite uh, alarming uh, uh, thoughts on, on where that is actually all coming from. Indeed. Now, there's always been aggression in schools, school bullies and so on, but it is getting worse. There's evidence in the UK that it's increasing at a very disturbing rate and its increase seems to be linked with the increase in children spending virtually all week in childcare centres. Um, they've done longitudinal studies following up children who've been cared in these, for in these long-term daycare compared with children raised by a parent at home. And the children who've spent long hours, now I'm not just talking about a couple of mornings a week or that sort of thing, that's fine. But children who spend many hours a week 
in daycare tend to be more aggressive, more disobedient, uh, more demanding. More, in other words, they're little bullies. They cause problems when they later go to school in the classroom. They disrupt the classroom for everybody. And, of course, these days with governments paying parents to put their children into long day care and penalising parents who look after their children at home and give up a whole salary to do so, um, we're getting more and more of these children. And I think that's an issue that governments need to take seriously, but they're going in the opposite direction at present. Interestingly, Roz, the wealthier we get, uh, the bigger our debts, uh, the more we have to have. Uh, certainly it is the case at the moment, isn't it? You've got to have mum and dad uh, both working to be able to pay the mortgage and uh, right. to live a, a life uh, that uh, is seen to be you know, consistent with what everyone else is doing. But, uh, but when it comes to these issues of what do we do with the kids because we haven't got any time, put mm. them into long daycare, and then we wonder why they turn into little bullies. Yes. Uh, there's, there's big challenges. The, hmm, the research shows that if you've got a very good nanny who lives in the home and the kids sort of relate to them a bit like a relative, uh, the outcomes are good for that. But the government doesn't really want to subsidise nannies. It will only subsidise, you know, the uh, the childcare centre, which doesn't have the single one-on-one care uh, that's so important for very little children. So, again, I think governments really need to rethink their policies. Or if you have a grandmother or somebody like that, they can be very good for children. But it's these institutional childcare centres that seem to be the problem. There are noises about how grandparents can receive some support for the uh, the time and uh, sacrifice that they do make. Mm. Uh, and uh, and I guess you're putting nannies into that same category and, and perhaps yes, there needs to be nanny, a, a, yes. a, re, a rethink on of those issues with grandparents mm. and nannies. Yes, yes. Uh, now, all credit to Family Voice Australia, Ros Phillips, because uh, it was the letter that was placed in the hands of the Prime Minister at a Queensland gathering uh, yeah. that actually brought about uh, some foundation for this review into the Safe Schools Coalition uh, program. Uh, any further on, on, on what's happened with that review? Any, any thoughts or predictions as to how that review might come out? Well, that's interesting, Neil. Uh, Only this morning before you rang, I was putting together some documents I'm sending to one of the reviewers. Now, I I must say I'm a little ambivalent about the review, which was announced so suddenly. Uh, It certainly followed only days after we presented our open letter to the Prime Minister, but there were other people who were speaking out as well, including uh, Barnaby Joyce, Deputy Prime Minister, and a few other people. So... I thank them as well. But uh, the review is going, going to take two weeks. And now that is extraordinary. How can you review what's happening in 500 schools and look at all the evidence and write a report in just two weeks? Uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> and uh, one of the reviewers, uh, If you Google her name, you will find that she was involved with the La Trobe University Centre years ago, was consulted by them. Um, So is there a link there? This is the La Trobe Centre that produced the Safe Schools Coalition program. Uh, 
I would have thought that both reviewers should be completely independent of the program. So I will be very interested to see the results of the review and I expect that there will probably be some changes to the program as a result, but I wonder whether the whole thrust of it will still be there. And, uh, well, I, uh, I wait with interest, but if the whole thrust of the program remains, we will continue to campaign and ask for its funding to be removed and replaced by one of the many, many good programs that address all forms of bullying, and that's what's needed in schools. Interestingly, I think you are referring to uh, a woman whose name is Roz Ward. Uh, no, who, no, 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 that's not, that's not the same one. I'm referring to one of the reviewers who has had some links with the La Trobe Centre responsible for the program. Roz Ward uh, is actually the coordinator of the program in Victoria and she initiated it right at the beginning. So, yes, uh, that's very disturbing news that the person who's started the program and is still in charge of it in Victoria is a self-declared Marxist and has an agenda to uh, um, impose Marxism on the school curriculum in a very underhand way. Uh, that is a, of great concern to me. It is a concern. Just doubling back to when we were talking about uh, Senator Joe Bullock, uh, we did get a call from a listener, uh, an anonymous call, who said, uh, can Vision Radio please pray for Joe Bullock on the air? And uh, I'm wondering whether we might just take a few moments. You just don't get to do this on uh, ordinary radio stations. But, uh, but Ros, I wonder whether, uh, yes. if I put you on the spot, are you happy to say a prayer for, uh, for Senator Joe Bullock? Yes, indeed I will. Dear Lord, we, we're devastated about the resignation of Senator Joe Bullock from the Senate. We just pray that you will comfort him in this obviously very stressful time and guide him in his future uh, contribution to this nation, whatever that may be. And we pray that you may use his resignation as a wake-up call to people throughout Australia to realise just what is happening, how much MPs are being forced to follow a, a policy which could devastate Australia, that where children would no longer have the right to be raised by both their natural mum and dad because this might become contrary to the same-sex marriage policy. We thank you for Senator Bullock's courage in speaking out, not only on the marriage question but also on the Safe Schools Coalition programme. We just pray that he will continue to speak out and that you will be with him and his family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Ros Phillips, always good getting your insights uh, filled with wisdom, and not only wisdom for today, but based on the history of many decades now of following through these issues and and uh, coming up with the challenging 
biblical worldview positions that you do, and uh, certainly want to honour you and uh, all of those who are working with Family Voice Australia. Of course, uh, listeners can find Family Voice Australia. Just go online. It's fava.org.au, and uh, lots of great background, uh, lots of great articles that you can inform yourself about some of the things that are going on in the nation at this time. Uh, Ros Phillips, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.